and welcome to Podrick the Podcast, the incremental podcast that adds even more value. I'm Maor Sadra and I'm the CEO and co-founder at Incremental. In this series, titled We're All Mad Here, I interview interesting people from all around the industry. Our interviews are super casual and unscripted, allowing for real conversations about the ins and outs of growth marketing. In this interview, I had the pleasure to talk with Claire Rosen from Rovio. Claire is a real gamer who loves doing growth marketing for successful gaming companies. Claire is one of the most curious person I know and you'll notice in the interview how she spins questions towards my way. Not as a tactic, but because she's actually curious to learn. I think this is one of the many reasons she became so successful in her career. From a work from home location in Finland with a dog that occasionally barks in the background, hope you'll enjoy listening to this interview. Bonjour, Claire. Bonjour, Maor. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. We can, we can practically do this in French, right? Parlez-vous? Not, I wanted to say ish. I've been in Germany uh, too long. Je parlez-vous un peu français? Ah oui, tu parles français. <laughs> But you know, at, at some point, I think when I speak English, I also speak French because sometimes <laughs> I just making it sound so French. So. <laughs> French, Frenchlish. Frenchlish. That's French, it. Frenchlish. That's nice. I think it's perfect for me. I love this word. <laughs> cool. How is your Finnish going? Mina uh, Olen Claire. Um, I mean, I need to, to, to meet more Finnish. I need more time to, to, to practice, but definitely, like, uh, it's a tough one, right? Maybe I will, I will first stay in English and then switch how long, how long have you been in Finland? How long have you been in Finland so far? I don't know. I feel like it was uh, yesterday because it's so great and so much fun, but I think it's several months now, like uh, four or five or something. I've never been there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. It's like gaming capital of the world. If you've been in this industry for a while, you cannot <laughs> not go to Finland. Yeah. So I'm curious, what did you think? Because like it's a, it's a big shift, right, for you? <laughs> like... Yeah, I, I liked it. I liked everything about it. Like the, the people are pretty friendly. I don't know, the mainstream music is like black death metal which was for me like super cool um yeah i don't know i like the food as well and i stayed in a weird uh, hotel every time i was there it was like an ex-prison basically oh my god <laughs> yeah so but it was said, cool. i want to i want to see it like it's, it sounds a lot of fun like uh, maybe we'll visit for halloween cool so uh, claire welcome to podrick the podcast uh, our podcast and uh, maybe uh, you know maybe you want to introduce yourself but not just the typical introduction maybe also go into the how you got to where you got <laughs> okay so <laughs> i mean um i think you know i'm i'm someone that is really interested at work by people So I'm really driven by that on a daily basis. I love work, I love games, I love uh, UN and so on. But I think like the most important for me in life is really people. So, so usually when I change uh, one adventure for another, it's for people. And uh, I met, um, you know, uh, Yelena, that is my amazing supervisor uh, in the Puzzle Studio. And uh, I was like, oh, I need to work with this person. Like, I think it's important for me. So I just uh, went in Finland and I joined Rovio and I just uh, began to discover amazing games and IPs and, and yeah, even, even discovered that on Netflix you get some Angry Birds uh, things. So now I'm uh, basically a, a fan of what I'm doing, which is quite cool. So yeah, so I'm, I'm there actually like, because I followed a bit like my, my instinct and uh, that's where 
but why I've come to Finland, you know, I was in London before and and so on and so on. And I think it's uh, quite an interesting journey. What about you? <laughs> yeah, what about me? My my experience is quite hard to, to go through in a few minutes because it's like 20 plus years now. Yeah, and I grew from literally the bottom. I just got, I don't know, completely infatuated with this whole world of advertising technology, marketing technology. I just love thinking in big numbers, which I think is kind of like the luxury we have in what we're doing. You know, we're dealing with millions, if not billions of impressions, uh, millions, if not tens or hundreds of millions of clicks and conversions, everything like very like big statistics, um, which I find quite interesting by the way what is that like on the background is that a dog it is a dog yeah it is i mean yeah with my uh, great ikea decoration so yeah. <laughs> 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 much power. <laughs> okay <laughs> by the way it's the second dog we had on the podcast uh, adam jaffe also had his dog running uh, wild in the background and yeah but like you know, it's like you kind of like landed in storm into this gaming world for the last couple of years. And are, are you a gamer? Yes, yes. Um, I mean, I didn't begin on mobile. To be honest, I began on, on PC. I remember when I was working at, at Mappy, that is like as a French competitor of Google Maps. Uh, we used to, to get our break on uh, Overwatch and to play after work and just team up together on the, on the squad we had and so on. And I enjoyed it so much. And also, I think like I grew up, you know, this, with this uh, was GTA games that you were on your, on your computer. <laughs> I just love to kill people. It's very well to say, <laughs> <laughs> but this game is making it uh, quite um, satisfying, I would say. So, yeah. So, so no, I, I actually liked it quite a lot. Um, I think games, you know, it's it's a bit like it takes a bit of my creative part and strategic part and and introvert part and, and so on so on so on. I like it. <laughs> what's, your fa- what's your favorite game? So it's Overwatch. I love this one to be honest. Like, uh, Overwatch. Yeah, okay. I think, uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not looking forward like the adapted on mobile because I'm really afraid of the user experience. I don't think it's blind anyway. I hope it's not. Uh, but they are, they are doing the Overwatch 2 now. So I'm, I'm quite curious about this one. And what would you like? What is your favorite game? GTA 5. It's like, obviously, so I finished the story mode and I'm just enjoying the open world. Now, I don't like online because I get killed very quickly. I'm not good at any games, like period. I am like, when it comes to mobile games, though, I think I said it's like, uh, I don't know if it's embarrassing or not, but like, so I'm playing Gardenscapes for a while and I keep maxing out, maxing out top level and I need to wait for another week for them to release new levels I'm like at 9,000 like level 9,926 something like that wow you are way like did you pay on it how many times did you cheat (laughs) (laughs) we we don't talk about it we're in the industry well I I don't think you can get max out levels without paying to a casual game to be fair um, but I absolutely love it. It's like my, you know, a guilty pleasure. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, it's like, obviously we meet a lot of people who want to come into this industry. And what advice would you give to someone who kind of like, who's coming into this industry and they want to be successful? What advice would you give them? Don't want to be successful. <laughs> 
I don't know. Like I, you know, I feel I one of those like um, I like to to enjoy what I do, and I feel like uh, being successful. Uh, what is being su successful like for me? It's it's related a lot to happiness. So just be happy and do what you like, and it will make you organically uh, be the best at what you do. <laughs> you know, no, I would say like never forget this. Like you know, when you begin your so much into like oh, I need to be the best, I need to prove myself, and so on and so on. And uh, I don't know, like more I grow, more I think uh, no, I just need to be happy, uh, personal and professional life. That's all. <laughs> but then I think I think it's a lot. It's a lot to do with the company culture you end up with because I like for sure some companies just you know are, are just you know if you get hired to do a job, they expect you to do the job, and they don't expect you to. Um, think like bigger and try to follow your own passion which i totally agree with you by the way you're going to be the best doing stuff you like to do and you're going to suck at doing things that you do not like to do or you're going to be just unmotivated and it's like either you leave or you'll stay which is even worse i would say for you and the company and like i don't know what when you when you pick a place what questions do you ask them in order to know if this is a place you want to work at yeah, so that's a really good point. Definitely, uh, if you if you don't like it, leave the company. <laughs> I think I experienced it, <laughs> and I would say like there is so many companies, and we are so fortunate in gaming that right now like entertainment is booming. There is a lot of people uh, looking for talents, and uh, it doesn't matter if it's uh, you know like a big companies or a small company or an IP that is known or not. Always put yourself first. And uh, ask the company like what they expect from you, and if they have like a, a long-term development plan for you. How many, how, how long people they stay in the company as well? Uh, read the Glassdoor. Glassdoor uh, say a lot about companies, um, and ask around. The gaming community is so strong, and we all support each other. And even message me if you want. Uh, always happy to to share what I. No, I don't know anything at all. <laughs> but if I can give an advice on, on some previous company I was, definitely like ask people, don't be afraid of this. I think that's something super cool. And it's, you know, it's relatively unique to the gaming community. People talk quite openly, the goods and the bads. Again, no one's going to tell you necessarily, okay, what's my retention day seven or my uh, LTV or like people don't exchange a hardcore confidential information. But generally, the community seems to be really supporting, supportive of one another, which is like quite unique. Yes, yes, and and I can tell you about it. You know, I, I mean, I have one of my uh, main example. I think uh, that is uh, Jenny Perissini. You know that you know, like and 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 you know, like with this digital world, I just can ask anything online, and I'm just like I feel so fortunate. You know, it's like you could reach anyone now with internet and i think we are really lucky as well to to be born in, into this internet area where you can communicate with everyone no matter where you are in the world and so on and i think it's even stronger since we we had uh, the pandemic so definitely i would say don't be shy and and i mean i don't know like i, I never met anyone in gaming that was not keen to to share and i mean and if so like it's not a big deal at the end of the day. I think you can find anyone else uh, that would be happy to, to share because I think we also understand it. Like, like the success of someone else is also your success because at the end of the day, we are, 
one industry, right? It's not like a, it's not like a, we compete so much against each other. Like uh, if Facebook decides that you are going to to work better than me, you are going to work better than me. If we, you give me creative tips, it's not going to change uh, anything. If I don't work, if I don't have the resources, and and so on and so on. So, yeah. I don't know. I feel like uh, we all grow each other and I speak a lot to a lot of indie developers and so on and they grow me so much and I love the kind of things we, we exchange on a daily basis. I think it's it's really cool to do it. Cool. And I have a generic question that I keep asking in this interview series. Uh, I'm going to ask you this as well. Um, for you, is marketing more of an art or more of a science? Mm -hmm. But isn't art a science? <laughs> I, I, I mean, I would, say, I would say both because you know you have a science of doing art at the end of the day. But I would say if you are speaking only about UA, definitely uh, it needs to be a science. Like it's not, um, it's not, uh, you need to, to uh, at the end of the day know what your direction where you are going. But I think it's the same for art and, chat and science. So. so I would say it's a science of art. Okay. That's, that's that's a beautiful answer, by the way, which no one has yet, <laughs> has yet to say. You can imagine what's the common most uh, answer is. It's a mix of both. That's the most common answer. <laughs> it's a mix of both. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't wait for someone to tell me, no, it's just like completely art. Science is a relevant part. Like, I, I will like, you know, continuing. There's like 70 people, I'm, uh, 70, more than 70 people I'm interviewing in the series. So. Like wow. Statistically speaking, someone is bound to say art. Um, yeah, you know, I think you should do a video, like a YouTube video, only taking this sequence. Uh, like, uh, I think that would be fun. <laughs> yeah, like, compare, compare. Basically, do a statistics on it, and then basically make this artsy, um, um, creative activity that is podcast interview into a scientific one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you know, if everyone is seeing both, you can maybe even do a a mix song about it like it can be interesting <laughs> um let's talk a little bit like um stuff that is relevant user acquisition so obviously well we live in the same world where apple killed the pretty much killed the idfa and now also recently well i wouldn't say google is doing exactly the same way but google are making or announced moves towards this direction now the question is like do you think that this moves are like a curse or a blessing in disguise? It's, it's a blessing. And you know, I think like on the background, what everyone forget is that there is a huge legal pressure as well to regulate him. Uh, that is not only belonging to Google, Facebook, or Apple at the end of the day. Like we need uh, to be clean uh, with internet and internet is something new. It used to be wide, to have a lot of code and so on. And at some point, uh, I mean, it's, it's great that, you know, you have more privacy and so on, and it's more up to you, you know, like, so to adapt to this change. And and I, I think it's a blessing. Like on this, I, I wouldn't say both, like the previous one, <laughs> but I would say, I think it's a blessing, but it needs to be used the proper way. And I think uh, everyone needs to be cautious as well of the timeline and that uh, advertising time as well to adapt and so on. But uh, everyone should have, should have as a goal to cut uh, the privacy of the user first, but not only on advertising uh, as some are doing, you know, like it shouldn't be, I think, a marketing uh, USP to do this, but uh, but it's definitely something like we should 
we should care about and, and even me as a user i'm i'm happy it's getting uh, better what do you think you uh, as a user have to like as a user i completely agree i think that like for 20 years we had unlimited unregulated access to user level data and you know i was actually i'm onboarding a new person to incremental who just started like four days ago and she doesn't come from the industry so you know explaining to her how tracking used to be in the device id and even though the device id is not her name or address and so on with enough data points i could literally build a history of what she's been doing where she's visited and that could effectively be used against her so you know it's like maybe on the one hand we kind of like downplay it because you know we're kind of like living in advertising world it's like okay the idea was kind of used to match a click to an install which is like okay it doesn't sound that bad but when you think of the implication of what this data can be used for yeah i completely agree that like this was bound to happen and I'm pretty grateful that Google, unlike Apple, is not giving people like a three months announcement. Heads up. Hey, heads up. We're going to kill this. And this is SKA network and you cannot test it. And like Google, at least, and this was something I did predict already, that Google will make similar moves, but they will give the market way longer time to adapt and to build and to test and so on. Yeah, and actually, this says a lot uh, towards the combined culture at the end of the day. The, the ability that you have to plan ahead and to, you know, like do things properly with your, where you treat your, your, your collaborators at the end of the day. Because, you know, like we often say, like uh, partner, uh, Google team, and so on, they are ex extension of our uh, UA team and so on. But I think it should be both way, right? And uh, it says a lot, like, uh, I mean, I really appreciate that they are doing it like this. And uh, I think it says a lot about, uh, about uh, Google as well and OET. So I'm, I'm really grateful for this and, uh, and happy, you know, to be end in end with them and see uh, where it goes. But uh, I'm sure it's for, it's for the best to be honest. I always think first, like uh, at my data, you know, like some algorithms are doing some crazy stuff. Like they could predict uh, even before you, you think as a human stuff. So I would rather, uh, you know, maybe have less user level data and just think by myself. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question that's extremely related to some of these companies. So like a couple of weeks ago, Facebook announced their earnings and boom, their share price dropped massively. A lot of it can be directly attributed to Apple's ATT. Now, question, and this like, I'm, I'm like intentionally asking this in a vague way. So you can interpret it however you want and answer it however you want. Do you think they deserve it? <laughs> no, they don't. They don't. I mean, I wish the best for everyone. But uh, I think at the end of the day, like, uh, I think as well, like, uh, there is an issue on how to read. Uh, I mean, all analysts as well are, are reading performances. You know, when, when we had this uh, IDFL host, I remember on LinkedIn, a lot of financial analysts, they reached me to basically tell them if it was great or not, uh, what Apple uh, was doing. And... Uh, and what this uh, shift means, like, uh, so it means like they randomly ask people, you know, to get a result that potentially is going to affect like uh, uh, the life of many companies. So I think as well, like, uh, we need we need to be to be to be more flexible as well on all we read things. And uh, and yeah, no, I don't think they deserve it. I think uh, I think Facebook is doing some great stuff lately, especially with Meta and. Um, and I think, you know, like there is not many big companies like this 
that will go all in into a rebranding and uh, and do you know like just invest in something new where everyone is saying it's so bad because it's something new when everyone knows that when you invest in innovation of course you lose money like that's how it works and um, and yeah, I think it's, it's a bit hard just to say oh they are doing this it's bad and so on. yeah I'm more seeing like oh they are trained so let's have a look at it and see if it goes. Yeah, so obviously, by the way, the reality is they did not hit the revenue numbers. It was not that they like went uh, minus $500 million. But anyway, the market penalizes big companies heavily when they don't hit their numbers. And I would say that they, uh, you know, I actually had some conversations about that. So from a publisher standpoint, like their monetization apparently is just not good as it used to be because of the loss of the IDFA user graph and so on. And so I would say it's like, you know, indeed some advertisers are spending less with them because the results are simply not as good as it used to be. You know, it, it did reach a point where you threw a campaign on Facebook and it worked. Just, you know, magic, literally magic. And now you need to recreate it and build it and strategize and target and so on becomes much harder. No, no, I agree. But you know, also like Facebook is changing. Like the product life cycle is not as it was like 10 years ago. Like it used to be Facebook something, you know, like uh, when I was younger, like something I was in. And right now, like they need as well to innovate, to, to you know, like get a new user in different place, maybe younger as well and so on. So, I mean, is it fair to compare like uh, a situation uh, 10 years ago in, in the internet uh, context at the end of the day? I don't know. And you know, 10 years ago, no one knew what was TikTok and so on and so on. So what about the user? Where are they spending their time? And who is it going like? This is also important to, to know about like your media mix and where to invest. Like, uh, I mean, I think like, you know, it's both sides. Like it's not only the algorithm at the end of the day, it's also you knowing your audience and where they are as well. By the way, I, may, I might sound like a thousand when I say it, but I don't really know what TikTok is until today. Like, I think I have downloaded, but I didn't really want to register. My kids use it, so they know what it is um, very well. Um, they're not necessarily at the age when they're allowed to use it, but you know. Um, kind of like the next question, very much again, related to UA, related to the last things and so on. And obviously I'm incremental, so I'm gonna ask you a question about incrementality. How do you define incrementality in marketing? And do you think it's the holy grail in terms of like the results a user acquisition person should expect? So uh, I think incrementality for me has always been about being more holistic and uh, being more deterministic. So that's why, you know, I always enjoyed it a lot. So I think for a UA person, it can be something traumatizing because basically it's pretty hard like you know, to be less uh, close to, to your numbers and have like a, an overall picture. But I would say like it's a trend of, you know, like uh, being less into one little thing, like one little pixel and have more look at the whole picture. So it's how I would uh, define this. It's challenging because like each time you add, uh, and when you have a lot of, uh, different network and you can't pose everything one day by another and so on but i think it's definitely uh, beneficial so i'm curious now how do you how do you define incrementality 
No, like obviously for me, incrementality is all about the uh, like additional um, value you get from your marketing activities, and like obviously what we believe is, is that you can measure incrementality without the need of experimenting. Because I would agree, like the fact that, like I, you know, I had a, actually a conversation with Meta about this point last week. Uh, obviously, they believe in experimentation, but. As, a, as an ad platform, if we you know, call them an ad platform, um, it kind of makes sense for them to believe in experiments because like, they need to kind of give the customer something that's tangible, like stop marketing, reactivate marketing, and so on, or start marketing in a region and reactivate marketing in a region. We as a data science SaaS product that sees all ad platforms and all ad spend and so on, we just don't think that experimentation is needed, plus, unless you're one of those magical people who can control the weather while you do the experiments, or if you can control what your competitors is doing while you do an experiment, no experiment will ever really provide you a ground truth, like to ground truth. So I would say our, our, methodolo our methodology or our approach, I don't want really to be peachy you know, in the podcast, but yeah, obviously like, uh, I think incrementality is the holy grail, otherwise we probably wouldn't be doing this. Um, we, uh, you know, our industry lives making uh, random key terms and terms and buzzwords and so on. Uh, we made a list of things that are like terms flying around the industry. And I wanted to get kind of like your feedback or your thoughts if something is a trend people should really be thinking about, or if it's mumbo jumbo industry bullshit. Um, let's start with, uh, let's start with a simple one, um, influencer marketing. Oh, definitely. Uh, it should be there like for a long time, you know, like influencer marketing to some extent, it's like affiliation that is already uh, one of the most uh, successful channel in, in web. So I mean, stop to fight against it. Go for it. Uh, Cross-platform advertising. So essentially uh, advertising across multiple mediums, including TV, print, radio, out of home. Yes, definitely. The best are doing it, so you should do it, I think. You know, I, I, I'm, I always think uh, in entertainment like Netflix and Amazon uh, uh, example because they are really good examples to follow. I think uh, awareness is so important. Otherwise, like you are, if you want to, I mean, especially in gaming, right? Like there's so many gaming companies nowadays. You need to, to get a USP and to say to everyone that you get a USP and to to get a good K factor and to be part of the chart, like you know, it is right. <laughs> and it's funny, by the way, one of the terms we came up with is Google ID deprecation. Up to last week, we asked people about it, and you know, some said, oh, I don't really believe it's going to happen. I do believe it's going to happen. Now we kind of know what's the future of Google ID. Uh, so I'm going to skip this one. Uh, <laughs> NFT. Oh, yeah, definitely NFT. I love it. I mean, I, I, I'm sorry, I'm a bit biased because I'm a bit uh, a, play form, uh, a player, but uh, definitely I think, uh, I think don't assume things, just testing, tracking, and don't assume it's your actual audience and just uh, innovate and, and you know, uh, be curious. And definitely I think NFT is, uh, is a really nice model. I enjoy a lot, especially the, uh, the web free model that is uh, behind it. Uh, I really enjoy it. So I'm really looking forward to this. Have you personally invested in any NFTs? 
So I get my connection. Um, so I, I get a woman-led co connection with a Discord uh, on my personal project. And uh, so basically in the decentralized co uh, community, it's really important for me that you know, we, we also have women that are aware of what is in it and we don't make something that is like a, like a, like a secret. I think if anyone is interested, like no matter uh, what is your level, you should have access to resources. So I'm sharing a lot of articles uh, as well on my Discord, if you want to join. <laughs> okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, the Metaverse? The Metaverse, oh my God, I get my Oculus. Do you have one? No, 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 no. I, I, I'm, I'm old fashioned when it comes to gaming. I'm on a console. No, actually it's crazy because you get a proper life. It's, it's not only gaming, like, like I, I, first week I had it, like I watched Netflix, I think, uh, way more that I'm used to because the experience was so cool. Like, uh, to be honest, uh, I really enjoy it, but I think it's going to take time. And I think I'm definitely going to enjoy more my real life than uh, the, the, the life you can get uh, in the metaverse. But, uh, but still, uh, I like the experience that you can have. You know, uh, I, I, I shared my Oculus with my dad, and he was working in a um, Van Gogh uh, tent, which is amazing. Like, it's crazy, to be honest. So, it definitely makes you live some great experience, I think. And that's what I like, uh, new experience. So I really enjoy it. But not, uh, I don't think I will enjoy it more than life, but I enjoy like to, to visit like uh, uh, other side of the world with my Oculus or to, to work in a painting and so on. This really inspired me a lot. So you see it as a form of entertainment or like a... I don't know, like a game changer when it comes to how we communicate and how we work and how we play. Stop uh, one. So how we play uh, definitely, and maybe it's going to to push some some rise of the fitness gaming application. I think because I tried it and it's super entertaining. Um, but uh, on how we meet people, I don't know to be honest. Like uh, like for now, I, I prefer. Uh, like, I wouldn't see myself work on the metaverse for now. What about you? Um, I like, actually, to be fair, I would like, like the ability to... Uh, the, so Minority Report, for me, is like the um, mixed reality best example in a movie. Um, I don't know, like, you know, Ready Player One is amazing, but like Minority Report, for me to be able to swipe around among screens and just kind of like zone into work mode, that's how I would see like my idea of the metaverse. Um, I think when it comes to games, really, I'm just, I think relatively old fashioned. I like sitting on the couch, holding a joystick, playing. Um, I don't really want to be like moving around too much. I'm super lazy. Again, that's like, I'm, I'm in my forties. Come on, Claire. Um, what's so a random thing? Like, age is a good topic, what's you know, a like, I get a lot of friends that are 40 as well. But a random fact about me. Um, huh. Let me out. Oh, I'm running with my dog lately. So I tried it. She, she's so energized. I think she's a star of this podcast. Like she began at the beginning to, to go on the screen. Now she's my random fact. But yeah, definitely like uh, I, I'm doing jogging with my dog and it's crazy. Oh, she's more energized than I should uh, level up. And if people want to follow you, so you mentioned you have a Discord, um, and where else can people follow you? Eh, digitally, let's start with that. 
Yeah, so you can follow me on LinkedIn, YouTube, uh, and everywhere where you you want to reach and, and to see me. Like, I think it's uh, pretty much okay. And uh, I think I'm on many Slack of the industry as well if you want to direct and send me a message, any urgency. So yeah, I think uh, that's all. <laughs> cool. So thank you so much for your time. Um, I hope, uh, do, you, do you enjoy, by the way, the, the snowy part of Finland? Uh, I love it. It's storming right now, so yeah, definitely. <laughs> Nice, nice. No, I like snow as well. I'm gonna go skiing soon. So, uh, thank you so much, Claire, for your time. It's always been a pleasure, and we'll catch up soon. Thank you, and thank you for the 